0: Welcome to the Twinning Combination Podcast. I'm KJ Pilcher, alongside Dick Briggs, where to break down some college action. There um, are upcoming action, uh, really a lot of a lot of tournaments uh, here as college hits its postseason stride. We um, had some over the weekend for D3s, but uh, the biggest stuff is coming up uh, here this week in the next couple of weeks. Um, Let's uh, let's start off uh, with the Big Ten. Um, they released their pre-seeds for the Big Ten Championships that will be held this Saturday and Sunday at uh, the University of Nebraska in Lincoln. Iowa, not uh, not a single number one seed. Of course, that's probably not really uh, a big surprise, but they do have five number twos. Um, here in the preliminary seeds, anything surprise you or kind uh, you catch your attention with the uh, the Big Ten seedings?
1: Uh, yeah, actually, the, the the interesting part for the Iowa is all ten of their of their wrestlers are seated above the cut line, the, the qualifying line. So that would indicate that if they wrestled to their seed, ten would qualify, whereas at Penn State, and we'll talk about you know their seeds in a minute, but their cut line, they only have eight qualifying. So there's an interesting thing that popped out to me.
0: Yeah, of course, one of those, uh, 165, uh, kind of interesting there, what they've done with uh, 165 and, and 157 uh, with Brady Berge coming back. Um, dropping down from 165 to 157, and then uh, the insertion of uh, Creighton Edsel uh, there at 65. But uh, just to run down, the University of Iowa pre-seeds here. Uh, freshman Drake Ayala, uh, he's the number six seed. Kind of kind of interesting there. Um, you know, uh, he, he lost to Heintzelman um, from Ohio State uh but beat Devin Schroeder, and Schroeder's uh, seated in front of him here, at least uh, to start. But, of course, he's lost to Patrick McKee three times. Um, and, yeah, he's two spots ahead of McKee. So, uh, figure you know, that one out a little bit.
1: I was kind of um, looking at bit. that.
0: KJ, okay, yeah, I was kind of looking ahead.
1: at that. And then you got Schroeder at five, Ayala I- 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 at six, the Diagostino. From Northwestern at seven and McKee at eight. So those guys all have kind of done, they've wrestled each other. So, so Schroeder beat McKee and the and, uh, Agostino, but lost to I- 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 to Drake. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, and so uh, of those three, uh, Drake is the only one that has beaten Schroeder. So Schroeder's up at five. Ayala I- I- who has beaten Schroeder is at six, but has lost to number eight. Uh, and then, he, you know, so it's kind of a round robin thing. And, and uh, you know, I was looking at that, seeing if it was fair or realistic. And I think it really is. I mean, based on, on the results, um, it, it seems fair to me. So we'll see.
0: Uh, 133, Austin DeSanto is second behind Roman Bravo Young, Penn State. Uh, I'll mention that uh, Nick Seriano is the number one seed at 125. Uh, Soriano now with Michigan. Uh 141, Jaden Ironman is number two behind Nick Lee. Um really interesting one, two, three there with Lee Ironman and Sebastian Rivera. Um what, 149 um, is
1: deep, isn't it? Holy cow, look at the sixth seed. Stefan Michich.
0: Yeah, <laughs> 141
1: you mean. Or uh, uh, 141, I'm sorry. 141,
0: yes. Yeah. Uh he he hasn't necessarily had uh, uh one of his prototypical seasons this year but uh yeah when he's your number when he's the number 6 guy that that tells you uh the amount of talent uh that you have there um in that top uh have, <coughs> excuse me um at 149 uh you've got uh Sammy Sasso uh number 1 uh Max Murin uh 4 um for the Hawkeyes. Uh at 157, uh Ryan Deacon, uh number one from Northwestern. That's probably a gimme. Um or or you know, one you kind of counted on. Uh, but with Caleb Young being number two, given his start and seeing him in front of you know somebody like Kendall Coleman, um, you know, uh kind of uh kind of interesting there that at, after his rough start he's uh kind of turned things around in the number two seat at 57.
1: that's really nice but uh KJ do we know what happened to Lee from Minnesota he's I see he's not in there so yeah hurt. he is injured thats okay. yeah
0: he was injured and uh, out for the season so okay um at 165 uh, you got Carson Karchla uh the young uh young guy from uh, ohio state who uh, scored a last second takedown to beat Marinelli by a point um in the duel he's the top seed Marinelli's number two um you know Marinelli going for his uh, fourth Big Ten uh title in five seasons so uh that's uh that's one where you kind of got uh, an old dog in Marinelli and then You've got some really young, talented guys uh, when you look at uh, Karchla and, and Dean Hamity of uh, Wisconsin.
1: Yeah, I, I think that was a fair seat, and, and uh, I think Marinelli can beat him, so you can wrestle win that title.
0: Yeah, then uh, 174, this is one uh, similar to 141, maybe uh, not quite as deep to number six, but through the top five. Uh, You've got got five really talented uh, uh, wrestlers when you look at number one, Carter Starocci of uh, Penn State, Logan Massa of Michigan, number two, Mikey Labriola of Nebraska, number three, and then Michael Kemmerer uh, being number four in in a pretty uh, interesting four versus five with him and Ethan Smith in the quarterfinals, if these hold true. But, uh, you know, those losses to Labriola and Starocchi, uh, Kemmerer's got a pretty tough road to hoe uh, there at 174.
1: Right. I mean, that, it's unfortunate that puts, he, puts him on uh, Starochi's uh, side of the bracket, which would be a semifinal match. To, I mean, he would have had to beat a new champ anyway, but now you got to beat him in the semifinals to make the final. So um, that's a tougher road for sure.
0: Yeah, 184, uh, the most qualifiers of, of any weight, they're going to get 12 at 184. Aaron Brooks, uh, number one seed over Miles Mean, number two. Uh, and then you've got Ava Saad at five, and uh, we mentioned uh, Max Lyon of Purdue. He's the 13th seed, um, just right on that precipice of uh, possibly getting an automatic uh, berth back to the, the NCAA tournament.
1: Right. I, and I thought five, wow, that seems kind of generous, but then I got to look and and it's fair. I think that's a fair seed. So, um, not, not much to complain about there, but he hasn't wrestled six through 10, the six through 10 seeds beat, beat everyone below that. So, I mean, it's fair, I guess.
0: Uh, 197, uh, you've got, uh, Eric Schultz, number one seed over Max Dean, Cam Caffey of Michigan state, uh, is number three, and then Jacob Warner, uh, number four um that's one where i think outside of the top two you could you could really uh kind of shuffle the next uh the next three and in, in a couple different ways um but uh turns out uh Caffey getting the three and warner the four
1: i would agree with you on that top two really are seem to be a step above the others, and you're right. I think after that, we'll see.
0: So. Uh, and then at heavyweight, uh, you, of course, you've got Gable Stevenson, uh, the no-brainer there, the number one uh, seed. Uh, Tony Cassiope with the number two, and I think that's uh, maybe a, a product of the schedule a little bit, where you know he beat uh, Kirk Vallette in the duel against Penn State. Uh, he hasn't had a lot of success against Mason Paris in the past, uh, but Kirk Villette beat Paris this year. Cassiope beat uh, Kirk Villette, and his only other conference loss was to Stevenson. So uh, it kind of makes sense how they set up one through four there. Uh,
1: who, who wasn't? It, uh, gosh, I forget what who, who caught him in that very first match of the year
0: from Princeton. Princeton uh, Del Garbino.
1: Oh yeah. Okay, so. Uh, there you go so anyway yeah he's had a great year I mean other than getting caught there and, and then of course you know speaking of steps how many steps above the Stevenson than everyone else and, yeah uh, and uh anyway uh yeah so I mean based on the results I think that's a fair you know, second is a fair and it actually puts uh maybe pace uh, puts uh, Paris in, on the other side with uh with the Olympic champion
0: <laughs> right right that, that'll be a heck of a Heck of a semifinal there between those two. Um, And then just to mention the automatic qualifiers from each weight class, uh, you'll have 10 at 125 and uh, 10 at 133. Uh, Seven will go at 141 and 149. Um, Same with 57 and 65. Uh, Then when you get to 174, it climbs up to eight. Uh, we mentioned the twelve at one eighty four, seven. They'll get eleven, and then there'll be nine at uh, at heavyweight. So, uh, you know, those are uh, you know those are the same type of numbers you've seen. Uh, you see, just about uh, year in and year out, maybe a maybe a few extra um, that's normal, but. Um, I think it's probably on par for for most years um you know we mentioned uh two of the Penn State wrestlers kind of sitting outside of their uh automatic bid um, outside of the automatic bid range in a couple weights but um when you look at what they have uh outside of that where you've got roman bravo young Nick lee uh Carter Staroche, Aaron Brooks, all the number one seeds. Um, then you add the number two seeds, and Drew LeBrant, uh, Max Dean as well. Um, you know, you've got Kirk Villette, uh, the number three seed at, at heavyweight. Um, you know, is it is it there's to lose? I mean, you know, can Iowa make a run at uh, at Penn State in, in this field?
1: You know, I, I kind of compared the two in my head. I didn't really write it down look at it that close, but you know, at the seeds that Iowa has and the seeds that Penn State has, believe it or not, I think Penn State could wrestle above their seeds because they have those two guys that are that are outside the uh, the line, and and I you know, I think they're capable of wrestling and qualifying, and and uh, you know, in Iowa. Boy, they're pretty fair seeds, but it's gonna to be tough to wrestle above them, much above them. So um I, I, I think you're right. I think it's Penn States to lose, yes.
0: Uh give me one give me one uh one Iowa wrestler um that you think will finish uh a spot or two above their seed. And uh maybe uh give me one other uh one other wrestler in the field from one of the other schools that you think uh could finish well above what their pre-seed is
1: okay i think i'm gonna i'm gonna say uh, catching me off guard here but i'm ready hopefully i would like to see two champs one at 41 and one at 65 you know that's but that's again that's only one step above their seed but but uh i you know those guys there's you know that i'd like to see and i think that can happen so, and, and the outside, well, that one's going to be tougher here. Okay, here's a personal one. I, I'd like to see Max Lyon jump above where he's at. Just, you know, he's our local guy, so I'll, I'll go with Max Lyon. That's way yeah. down there, 13th, I think. is what Yeah,
0: because if he wrestles above that seed, he's going to get an automatic bid since they take 12. So right. uh, I think that's very well within his uh uh range. I uh, did skip over one person that we should mention, Michael Blockus. Uh, former uh, uh, Crestwood, New Hampton uh, wrestler that transferred to Minnesota from UNI. He's number 10 at 149 um, outside of that uh, automatic qualifier bid. But, um, you know, I, I guess, I think Marinelli um, is, is kind of the one that I would agree certainly could finish uh, above his seed, even though he's number two. I mean, coming away with a title there I think uh as well within his reach the other one that I think uh well you know what I, I I might hold off on that one just because there's their semifinal matches are are tough uh with murin and, and kemmer um you're
1: sending it for a seed that's you're exactly right
0: but okay. uh you know because there, there's not much you can do finishing above that um, when likely you have those semifinals that are going to be tough to, to overcome, um, you know, so I'll, I'll stick with Marinelli. And I, I, think there's a, I think there's an outside chance that uh, Warner could make the finals, you know, those 97 pound uh, match. Eric Schultz keeps everything so close and uh you know uh, outside of Marinelli I'll say Warner Warner finishing above a uh, uh, four seed um in that weight class as far as the as far as the field goes um you know there there's one person that kind of keeps jumping off the the page at me um, and I know he hasn't necessarily had the the Best of years, um, but I'm going to go with Kendall Col- Coleman. Oh, yeah, um, I think that's uh, I think that's somebody that you know if he uh, if he hits on all cylinders, um, he he could he could do some damage. So I'm I'm going to say Kendall Coleman finishing uh, above his four c Certainly, um,
1: so the talent is there. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, but but we'll see. For some reason he just keeps catching my eyes so um we'll go with that.
1: so so we kind of alluded to it never really flat out said it but the, the two that are outside there from penn state that are outside at Arburggie and Edsel and uh so those are the two that again have the talent and and you know could also above their seat and you know, get all 10 qualified and, and may may come back and get qualified even if they don't do the automatic qualification so
0: yeah, I'm not sure how they're uh, um, how they sit as far as those uh, those at large bids come. Uh, we'll have to see uh, next week. But yeah, uh, certainly, uh, certainly, it would be interesting. Uh, really interested in uh, Drake Ayala. Um, you know, wrestling with his injury. I'm guessing once they get into that uh, automatic uh, qualifier range, which uh, I think would be – obviously, would be the semifinals if you can make it there. Um, I think you'd have to win one more match on the the backside um, if you lost in the quarters. Um but I think once you see Ayala lock up uh, an automatic bid, um, they might shut him down just to just to be proactive on the injury front. Um,
1: you know, I was thinking the
0: same- Go in a couple of weeks.
1: Just as you were saying that, I was thinking the same thing <clears throat> on two fronts. I was thinking that with Ayala and also maybe with Kemmer as well.
0: Sure, sure. And they did that with Kemmerer uh, a few years ago um, when the Big Tens were at uh, Michigan State. The interesting thing, uh, him and Nolf both uh, both made it to the semis and and then defaulted out uh, once they had that bid, and they both were sixth place because of it. Uh, there was no fifth place uh, awarded that year, and it was Kemmerer and Nolf that shared sixth place because of those defaults, so it was kind of interesting and um, could see that with him just to preserve um him for the next uh two weeks i i,
1: I as i recall I, I remember a picture in the with both of them standing on the on the sixth place step of the po- of the podium there
0: <laughs> yeah yeah definitely uh uh really interesting um to see that uh let's switch gears to the big 12 uh here um you know, uh, but, uh, things, uh, played out actually, uh, pretty well for, for both schools, um, here, uh, I'll just kind of run down the, uh, uh, the top seed and then the Iowa state, U and I local guys, um, uh, that we recognize here, um, this tournament, uh, I believe will be in uh, Tulsa um, uh, this weekend as well uh Saturday and Sunday at the box center um, there at 125 you've got Brody Teske of you and I uh the number 1 seed uh Kai the number 7 uh Actually, I think I might be uh, looking at the the wrong ones here. I, so. I was going to say that surprised me. I don't think that was All right. That was the case.
1: I think Tusky's number three and Tarakino's number six.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've, I've got the wrong list uh, in front of me here. That was from uh, that was from the twenty twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so uh, you've got uh, Teskey, the number three seed, Tarakina, the number six, uh, at one thirty-three. Kyle Biscaglia, uh, it's the number two seed behind um, Dayton Fix. Uh, Ramazan uh, the off, uh is number five. Uh, then you got Ian Parker, the number one seed at one forty-one. Um, Kale Happel, the number six seed, there at one forty-nine. Uh, You've got uh, Jarrett Dagan, the number three seed for Iowa State. Colin Villabuto, the number five for you and I. 157, obviously, David Carr, the number one seed for Iowa State. Derek Hol- Derek Holschlag, uh, number seven um, at 157. Then at 165, uh, you've got number three, Austin Yant uh, for you and I. Isaac Judge is number seven for the Cyclones. At 174, Lance Runyon is the number four seed. Joel Devine, number seven. Um, Of course, you know how tight those those two uh, have wrestled. So you got to think, you know, the middle of that weight class is going to be super competitive. Uh, 184, Marcus Coleman of Iowa State. We've talked about how strong of a season he's had. He's the number two seed behind Parker Kekheisen, who's uh, been uh, uh, phenomenal all year for the Panthers. Um, and That 197, this might be one of the toughest weights around. Um, younger Bastida is number four for the Cyclones. Uh, John Gunderson unseated. And then... Uh, I haven't seen kind of a final uh, uh, decision on whether it's Carter Isley or Terrell Gordon, um, heavyweight. I'm not sure it's going to really factor in too much as far as seeds go. And then Sam Schuyler, uh, from uh, Iowa State, he's uh, seeded third, and he's come on real strong.
1: Right, and I, you know, if Isley can get back to form quickly, he's, he could be a threat there at heavyweight as an unseeded wrestler someone you probably don't want to draw because he's placed high in the big 12 last year, I believe. And, and, uh, and so I mean, he's, he's capable of it. Um, you talked about 97 being tough. Uh, and I, uh, did you mention Sloan? I, Sloan? I
0: did not mention Sloan.
1: So he's the number two seed there, you know? And, uh, and so anyway, uh, so if with Bastida being number four and that puts Rocky Elam at number five, what a tough quarter quarter round match uh, you know, a quarterfinal match that'll be, geez. So that's a deep way for sure. Uh, one other, one other one that was uh, an, an Iowa connection, Kate Devos at uh, at uh, 74 is uh, is ranked second there for South Dakota State, and it made me wonder: Were Were Runyon and Devos teammates Iowa at uh, Southeast Polk?
0: uh they they might have been.
1: I don't know if because Runyon transferred in uh, from, uh, uh, Indianola. So I, I don't know.
0: They may have been, so they're the same weight there. How about that? Yeah. Uh, interesting connection. Uh, they're, um, not, uh, not, uh, seated at all, but, uh, should mention former Don Bosco wrestler, Daniel Kimball will be wrestling 149 for uh South Dakota state. Um, as well just kind of looking through it uh some of the individuals uh and that are also uh that are also listed
1: right and based on the pre-seeds i have you know uh the um iowa state makes the cut at nine weights the only one they're out on is 165 and um Judges is, is is seventh seed there, and they only take four at one sixty five. Um, and then you and I is is uh, has six qualifying, and they are out at one forty nine, just just barely there though. Real Real beautiful is uh, seated fifth, and it's, they take four. And then fifty seven, same same situation at fifty seven, just out by one. And then one ninety seven and two eighty five since they're not seated, so. Um, so nine and six, that'd be a nice day.
0: Yeah, uh, for sure. I should should note that uh, um, similar to heavyweight, <clears throat> you and I has kind of an either or at uh, one ninety seven with the possibility of Noah Glazer going instead of uh, John Gunderson, but uh, we'll see there. <clears throat> I'll just run down the other top seeds. I mentioned Dayton Fix at one thirty three, but you've got. Killian uh, Cardinal of West Virginia, number one at 125. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, At 141, we mentioned Ian Parker. At 149, it's Caden Gefeller of Oklahoma State. Uh, 57, Carr, of course. Uh, At 165, Keegan O'Toole, who's ranked second. Uh, He's the number one seed there. At 174, it's Dustin Plott of Oklahoma State. 84 you mentioned Keckisen. Uh Stephen Buchanan of Wyoming, who's ranked third nationally. He's the number one seed, and then Wyatt Hendrickson of Air Force, uh, who's the number one seed at, at heavyweight. There, um, yeah, you know, we talked about the depth of a couple of weights in the Big Ten, but 197 where you've got Buchanan, you've got Sloan, Jake Woodley of Oklahoma's the three seed, younger Bastida, um, who, who's wrestled lights out at times this year. And then you've got Rocky Elam, who's ranked six nationally, but just the fifth seed uh, when it comes to the big 12. So um, that top five, you know, when you've got a Bastida-Elam quarterfinal, um, remember how what their... Uh, their match was like in the duel here, just uh, at the end of the regular season. Um, that's uh, that's pretty impressive. All
1: right. And you're, I think the big 12 is up just slightly. I, I didn't compare, but are they just up slightly in their uh, automatic allotments? I believe so. Yep. So, I mean, they've got, uh, at 25, you've got six that qualify as same at 33 and then seven at 41, 49 only has four. 57 has six, 65 has four, 174 has eight. That's the most of any weight in the Big Twelve, and then 84 is four, 97 is seven, and heavyweight is is six.
0: So, yep, and uh, it's easy to kind of overlook 174, but if you go uh, through the RPI rankings, you know they've got uh, they've got seven in the top, or actually eight. In the top uh 18 of the RPI rankings. Uh you kind of take those with a grain of salt or whatever, but you know, you, you also have nine guys that are ranked in the top 31. Um, so that's kind of a sneaky good uh uh competitive weight where you've got, you know, we mentioned plot and Kate DeVos of South Dakota State, uh Mantadona of Oklahoma, Runyon, uh, right in the middle of there, Peyton Mako of Missouri um payden hastings of wyoming that's uh that could be uh pretty fun and might be one of those weight classes that uh the order of finish might be different depending on the week that you wrestle it
1: yeah, for sure and uh i didn't realize that they had that many uh that high the rpi so interesting
0: so um you know, uh, we'll do the same thing that we did with uh, uh, Iowa. Uh, let's uh, let's look, let's pick somebody to to kind of finish above their their pre seed, and um, instead of doing the field and in one of the teams, let's just do one Cyclone one one Panther to to finish above their seed, or that we think is is more most likely to finish above their seed.
1: I'm going to go with uh with for you and I I guess um, at 157 log. I think I'd like to see him wrestle at least one above then he's an automatic qualifier so um, I'll go there um, for Iowa State I, I think Terrakina can be well, he I think he can wrestle above a six seat so we'll see there
0: I uh, I have to concur on uh uh. Tarakina um you know especially you know you've got Noah Certain uh Trevor Mestro Giovanni um you know he I I think he certainly could could move up into the top four um uh did he did he knock off Cardinal or was that Teske uh, I thought one of those two knocked off uh Cardinal, but,
1: I've been Tusky. I, I, I don't remember.
0: Yeah, so I, I have to go back, but I, I definitely think uh Terakina is one that could finish above uh that. Um just because I, I'm not sure uh not sure how strong 133 is after you get uh past fix in Biscaglia Um but you know Ramazan could I think he's right there with uh you know three four so he's somebody that could uh, uh slide in slide up a couple spots, two for the cyclones uh one of the ones i'll i think I'll go with uh for you and i um i'll I'll say kale Happle. you know uh this is a, he's somebody that could score a lot of points. And he's got a high motor, and that's uh, that's something that'll uh, serve him well. In, in a competition like this, and you know, if you uh, if you get on the backside, um, you know, there are going to be some people that just uh, aren't there mentally after uh, a suffering a loss. And if you've got that motor and the right attitude, uh, you can uh, you can knock off a couple people. On that backside, so I'm going to go with Kale Apple uh, to finish um, uh, three, four, five, somewhere in there this weekend.
1: I think you're right on all points there with Apple, and he's having that motor, and he's also a freshman that's hungry for you know to to show and improve and and he and he has been improving in this I think this entire season, but particularly as of late, just he's really got it going. So I think that's a great pick.
0: So. We kind of mentioned Iowa getting uh, all ten. Do you think six and nine? Do you think that's uh, what these two teams are are capable with you and I and Iowa State, as far Uh, as automatic qualifiers go?
1: I think very much so. Yeah, and I think you and I with with the two of them just sitting right below the cut line has an opportunity for more even so. So uh, Iowa State, you know, they're they're one that's out. There's just so few at that weight that are automatic qualifiers. And this is a seven seed trying to climb up to four. That's a little bit tougher climb. So um, I don't see them getting 10, at least automatic qualifiers. But uh, um, I think you and I can can improve that even.
0: All right. D2 and D3 had their uh, national qualifiers this last weekend. And uh, just want to hit on uh, uh, D2 really quick. Not a lot of local uh, representation um, heading to the national tournament, um, but just want to mention Upper Iowa did have uh, uh, one qualifier this year, uh, Tate Murdy uh, at 141. Uh, he ended up finishing uh, third at third regional uh and he he did it the hard way uh lost his quarterfinal match uh then won four straight uh concy matches did it quite impressively with uh i think a tech fall pin and major and then was just one point short of a, a major in the third place match to earn that uh berth uh he improved to 13 and 2 overall this season uh his last match to to qualify for the Nationals. he had four takedowns and had a point of riding time to beat Northern States uh, Colton uh, Roth, uh, 92. So he'll move on for, for the Peacocks, kind of a tough year uh, for them. uh Caden Anderlich, uh, uh, former uh, decor wrestler, I believe. Um, he ended up finishing fourth. Uh, maybe he was from Crestwood, but I know one of those Northeast uh, Iowa schools, but uh, he was fourth and just missed out uh, on a berth. So Upper Iowa sent one to uh, St. Louis the following week. Two other uh, uh, qualifiers of note, both from Nebraska, Kearney uh, with Iowa ties, uh, Josh Portillo of uh, uh, 125, Matt Malcolm of uh, at 165, Pertillo uh, from Clarion goldfield Dow's uh, Matt Malcolm of Glenwood, uh, both of them. Uh, Pertillo uh, transferred from South Dakota State. Malcolm was at Iowa for a uh, redshirt season and then uh, went to UNK. Um, both of them uh, uh, three-time All-Americans. And uh, uh, Malcolm was a, a national champ a couple of years ago. So uh, those guys will be back looking to finish the, their careers off um, on a good note.
1: And, and just one one note on Murdy's uh, third place match, he had to do it over the number two seed. So I mean, besides coming back the hard way, <laughs> he, he <laughs> was the third seed or third or fourth seed. But uh, so he had to beat a, a kid seated higher than him. So and did it, annually. So congratulations to him.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, We'll see how how those those guys goes. And and, uh, outside of Portillo and Malcolm, I didn't notice anybody else uh, uh, with Iowa ties. Uh, Of course, somebody can let me know if I missed somebody or uh, want to point somebody out there at the D2 level. Um, And, of course, uh, the uh, Division III uh, Lower Midwest Regional was held at Dubuque uh, last Friday and Saturday. Um, At the Five Flags Center, we've talked about just how much of a meat grinder and and stacked qualifier that is, and and that proved to be uh, the case this year.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you got 18 teams there and eight of them qualified, at least one wrestler. So, uh, you know, locally, teams did very well. Um, Warburg walked away at seven qualifiers. Um, Co did, did a real nice job and, and uh, um, qualified six, which was above their seed. I think what I said last week that they expected to, based on their pre to to qualify five. So they did a nice job there. Had a champ and five uh, kids win their, their match, their qualifying match in that third place match. So I did a good job there. Lars had, had four, two champs and two runners up. Um, and then Central had three. And UD had
0: one, and Luther had one. So, um, just kind of looking over uh, uh, some of the uh, some of the results. Um, I know there there's always uh, some weight classes where um, you know guys aren't going to get through, especially at this at this regional. Um, seems to be the case. Any Anything like that really kind of stand out to you as far as um, yeah. you know, guys that didn't get through? I know, uh, start at
1: 125. You got your nat uh, your NWCA champion last year, didn't qualify this year. Alex
0: yeah, Friddle uh, uh, got fifth, um, for co and yeah I suppose if you would have mentioned uh six cohawks getting through you you'd expect him to be um one of them
1: yeah that when it was twenty five was loaded and i believe forty nine was uh, fifty seven uh one of them was really stacked as well and uh um so yeah I feel bad for a but man that was a tough weight class too
0: yeah one forty one jalen Schroff, uh uh just on the outside looking in there finishing fourth behind Brock Henderson of Co um, Tarakina of Wartburg, and Estrada of north Central one two there um you know uh, Daniel Ruiz of loris uh 149 Riley Wright uh finishing sixth um that same uh, weight class for uh
1: that's that's the weight class I was speaking of 49. Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, one of uh, one of the performances that uh, it shouldn't be a surprise, given what what he's done. Um, the last few years, but Braden Burke, he continues, uh, to be on a tear. He was that way at the end of last season as well. <clears throat> um, but uh, but he looked to uh, to be in fine form again uh beating game Pfizer by fall uh in the finals at 165 but what about Will Esmoyle Cole um finishing third yeah
1: Will did a good job I've enjoyed watching Russell this year he's he's done a nice job on the mat the national duels taking the number one ranked uh 74 pounder he's up up a weight right and uh and uh doing a good job there and almost beating him in overtime and then just he, he's a fun kid to watch he's one of those guys that won't quit and uh his grandparents were sitting behind me and the, the stands and we're awful darn proud of him that should be
0: just kind of looking uh through uh you know ryan shot at 184 also qualified for co um and then uh, Caleb Reeves with a, a title at, uh, at heavyweight to approve the 27-0. And, and the reason why I uh, really kind of point um, that out, uh, the NCA released its uh, statistical leaders um, so far this season. And uh, the most dominant uh, uh, wrestlers in D2 and D3 Interestingly, Matt Malcolm of uh, Nebraska Kearney—we mentioned—he uh, was from Glenwood originally. Um, he actually leads uh, NCA Division Two uh, qualifiers are seventeen match minimum, and they've had to uh, qualify for the uh, NCA tournament. But he averages four point seven five uh, team points per outing. The tie-in is Caleb Reeves and Braden Burt are two and three in the Division III uh, rankings behind RIT's Calden Winters. But Reeves averages 5.56 per outing. Uh, Braden Burt, 5.51. of course, Reeves, uh, his big Greco background um, has led to a lot of pins, actually 20 pins and just 29 – minutes and 12 seconds bert has 20 pins as well uh just a little longer in 33 minutes and 56 seconds
1: yeah and i'm guessing bert has some technical falls in there too because he's really uh, tilder on top as well but but uh reeves he just kind of stormed through the field if i recall he had he was he won the gregorian award uh at the regional tournament i, I believe it was four pins in five minutes i think was it so <laughs> five minutes even so yeah <laughs> and uh, I and then uh, Bert I believe had three pins in a technical fall so I remember right so they're very dominant yeah,
0: and uh, Joe Salerno of Washington and Lee a 65 pounder he's got 21 pins in 40 uh, minutes and 16 seconds to lead division three um, you mentioned Tech Falls um, on the D2 side Matt Malcolm is second uh, with 12 behind his teammate Austin Eldridge of uh, Nebraska Kearney, who has 16 technical falls at the D3 level. Uh, Brayden Burt, you mentioned uh, at 165, he's got 10 technical falls in 38 minutes of 57 seconds. Brock Henderson, who actually, I think, set Co's career record for most technical falls this season. He has nine in 4435, which, uh, just has him inside the top ten um, on that uh, that national list. Michael Ross, I believe, uh, who is connected to Wortberg, correct? Yeah, it was,
1: it was Kyle's uh, sweet mate up there. Yeah, so, uh,
0: Michael Ross actually leads all of Division Three uh, with 21 technical falls in 90 minutes and six seconds. So uh, a little local uh, tie-in there, as well as uh, Bert. And Henderson and those. You know, just kind of going through uh, any big surprises as far as uh, matches go um, that really kind of stand out? Um,
1: A couple of upsets here and there, but uh, really, you know, nothing that really stood out.
0: but at least in my mind, so. All right. Um, D3 Wrestling Tournament uh, Wrestling Championships will be here uh, in Cedar Rapids uh, March, I believe, 11th and 12th at the Alliant Powerhouse. Um, I think we saw something from our friend Dick Simmons. Are they still looking for volunteers? Right, right. I can speak a little
1: bit on that because I actually went to the website. It's a uh, what do they what do they call that sign up? Uh, there's a, um, it's really easy. You just click on it, it opens up, and you can you can volunteer. And it's and it's very short periods of time. Like there's one that's there for an hour, one for an hour and a half, like on Tuesday and Wednesday, kind of preparation, getting packets ready for coaches, and you know that sort of thing. So uh, it's it's not doesn't require a lot of your time. Plus, you could like I was considering signing up three different jobs so i'm there so i'm not just there an hour i can be there for half a day or more to help sure help. so uh, so there's definitely some opportunities out there if you want to jump on and do that people
0: and of course that'll be next week and we'll preview uh a lot more of that uh that tournament here next week um let's move on to uh the naia here uh march 4th and 5th in Wichita, Kansas. Um, Grandview looking to get back on top after Life snapped its string of championships a year ago. Um, But Grandview, Life University and Reinhardt, uh, three programs that'll have 12 qualifiers. Um, So fully loaded between them, Indiana Tech and Southeastern uh, out of Florida, will have 11 and then uh, the Cumberlands, University of Cumberland's out of Kentucky will have 10. Those uh, programs kind of lead the way. Uh, I mentioned uh, qualifiers for Grand, Grandview. You got Esco Walker and Justin Portillo uh, at 125. You've got Carson Taylor, the 44 Dodge Prep, uh, 133. Shade Ruffridge at 141. He was from uh, uh, Pocahontas area. And you got Israel Caseris at 157, Marty Margolis at 165, Casey Randalls and Alex Reynolds at 174, uh, Ben Lee at 184, Owen Brondart 197, and then heavyweight. You've got Greg Hagen of uh, West Wing Dowling. Um, and Tommy Mummer uh, at 125 and in, in heavyweight, you've got the number one and number three ranked guys both from Grandview, uh, just mentioned that uh, Ruffridge, Caseras, Margolis, Randalls, Lee and Brongart won uh, Heart of America Heart of America Conference uh, titles. Interestingly, uh, Walker, Pertillo, Hagen, and Mommer were all finalists in the conference tournament, but they uh, there's no contest. They didn't have those guys wrestle each other. Uh, to determine a true champion so uh grandview looks loaded and certainly uh in the running to uh get back on top right
1: and and it's it's a little different in in NAI. you get you, you can qualify 12 and it can be doesn't have to be at the 10 weights as in grandview's case because they've got three weights where they have two and then at 160 uh, 149 they don't have any anyone participating there but they have three weights to have two so it's a little bit different there and uh, I, I've never quite understood why it is but that, it's just always been that way in my mind so anyway yeah. um uh, of the 12 that that grandview has that they're all fifth seed or better and and then nine of them are third seed or better and then they have three number one seats so and then I, I kind of compared life who beat them was last, was it last year uh, two two years ago was it? Anyway, beat them and uh, uh, kind of kind of surprised us anyway. And uh, um, they um, life they have all twelve seated, but not anywhere close to what Grandview has. So um, it looks like it's Grandview's to to lose again. I guess went again, however you want to say it.
0: You know what I like about NAIA more than anything. Um, you look at some of the teams that are involved. Mentioned Life, Reinhardt, both of them are from Georgia. Um, Southeastern out of Florida, Cumberland's out of Kentucky. Those are teams with uh, some of the most qualifiers and they're in states that don't have uh, division one wrestling programs, uh, especially Georgia and and Florida. And I like to see, uh, really like seeing Uh, those areas of the country being represented on the college level, regardless of, uh, you know, what division or or what, uh, uh, what it is, NCAA, NAIA, JUCO, whatever.
1: Right. And then NAIA has different rules. I'm not aware of what they are, but I know they're different in terms of eligibility, academic eligibility, and then also uh, eligibility, like, like in NCAA, you have, Five years to make four. Once you matriculate, your, your clock starts. Unless there's, you know, there's some exceptions, but uh, certainly with COVID too. But uh, but uh, anyway. But uh, and then NAI, I think you just have four, and you could do, as I understand it, you could do a year in 2020, a year in 2024, and you just, just <laughs> go on. So they have different rules, and that's good because you know you've got different situations in in people's lives, and, and it gives them an opportunity to come back to it. So anyway. Yep,
0: for sure. For sure. Um, I'm going to run down some of the, the other qualifiers in area schools um, and a couple uh, or Iowa schools and, and uh, a couple others of, of note. Uh, Briarcliff, uh they have two qualifiers and Ben Peters at 149, Kieran Watson at 125, Graceland's Joseph Lupton at 133 and Jackson uh, Wenberg at 141, uh, we'll move on. Uh, and compete this weekend. Uh, Morningside has six qualifiers and Caleb Connor at uh, 157, Hunter DeYoung at 197, uh, John Diener at 149, Evan Schell at 125, Noah Steiskel at 141, and Taylor Vasquez at 133. Uh, Northwestern Iowa and Orange City, uh, Jacob Frankston uh, Small at 174, and Luke Jennis at 184 move on. Uh, Waldorf has two qualifiers and Tyler Okada um, at 141 and 157 pounder Jalen Strong. William Penn has two as well. Cameron Hargrove at 149. uh, Mikhail Stanley at 174. Um, And I save this just because it's their first uh, season uh, with a program, but St. Ambrose has uh, three qualifiers for this weekend. uh, Michael Shanon at 125, Matt Robertson of uh, at 133, and of course he wrestled at uh, Devonport Assumption, and then Jaden Coronas at 165 uh, from Olean. But uh, mentioned Robertson um, specifically, he was named the outstanding wrestler at the uh, Heart of America Conference uh, tournament, and actually was the the conference wrestler of the year this year. So. Uh, St. Ambrose's first season, uh, some nice accomplishments in, uh, um, you know, kind of some, some nice feats there for uh, um, that program trying to, to build up. Um, and another one that I, I really want to mention too, uh, Jamestown in North Dakota had a qualifier, uh, Theorius Robeson. Um, He was a runner-up at uh, the GPAC tournament um, at 141. The reason why I mentioned that is uh, Jimmy Zaleski is the uh, coach at Jamestown. Um, And, of course, uh, you know, they're the Jimmys, the Jamestown Jimmys, so it it fits. But uh, uh, Jim Zaleski was named the head coach there in in May. Um, This is his first full season. Uh, brought them back up to a 500 record in his first year, um, and uh, they haven't had a lot of success. They've only had four qualifiers in the previous four years. They didn't have a single qualifier last year, so Zaleski uh, uh, has got a qualifier there. And, of course, uh, kind of a coincidence, their last All-American was in 2017, and that's when Dylan Kiefer was a runner-up at 141. And now you've got Fioris uh, Robeson at 141, who was a runner-up uh, in their uh, in their conference uh, tournament, and he's uh, he was an automatic qualifier and has a chance to become their first uh, All-American in five years. So, just wanted to mention that with the connection with Jim Zaleski.
1: That's pretty cool. Those two programs to be moving. You know, that, that's something to build on and grow on and and uh, for their school to, to be proud of. So uh, kudos, man, that's awesome.
0: Um, one other thing about NAIA I want to mention uh, really quick here, kind of turn back on my notes. Um, mention the Grandview women. Uh, they're ranked second in NAIA. Um, they're getting ready for the national tournament, but it'll be the same weekend as the NCAA Division III and Division II tournaments. Um, that'll be held held in Jamestown, North Dakota. Um, actually, um, on uh, March 11th and 12th, uh, they competed in the, uh, heart of America conference, uh, and won the team title. Emma Cochran, Ashley Tobe, um, Andrea Schleyball, Alexis Gomez, and Abby McIntyre all won, uh, championships. Cochran was named the outstanding, uh, wrestler of the year, um, at 101 pounds McIntyre who was a, a former Glenwood uh prep as well um she was named freshman of the year and of course uh Grandview coach Angelo Crenzy was named conference coach of the year as well so um they'll uh they're getting ready for their national tournament in a little over a week but uh good uh Good showing at the conference tournament there, and a lot of accolades.
1: As as you're reading that, KJ, I couldn't help but think, well, we got we have to learn a whole new set of names now. I've got all the male names now. Now we have to learn all <laughs> the female names now. And then, you know, it made me think from refereeing standpoint, it's interesting because girls have a different sort of flexibility. So with guys, you're going, you know, you're looking for a potentially dangerous. Right away with girls, they're so much more flexible. You get, sometimes I've called that with the young kids, and they look up at me like, what, what's going on? Why didn't you call Yeah, me? everything is fine. <laughs> so they're so darn flexible. Yep. <laughs>
0: um, there's also another uh, a national championship this week. Uh, it's going to be held at uh, the Mid-America Center in Council Bluffs. The National Junior College Athletic Association will hold their uh, wrestling championships. And of course, there'll be a good contingent, uh, good representation from Iowa uh, there. Uh, You've got uh, a handful of teams in the top uh, 10, including Iowa Central, which has been a year in, year out uh, power. You've got uh, NIAC, which uh, uh, is coming off its first district title since they uh, resurrected the program in 2008. Um, And actually, it was the first, uh, I think, might be the first postseason tournament title since 1972. Um, so uh, uh, congratulations to NIAC uh, uh, for that. But uh, uh, Iowa Central, NIAC, and Indian Hills, which um, this is what, maybe their second full season um, at Indian Hills. So, uh, you know, you had, uh, you've got three, uh, uh, really good uh programs in the top 10 there um i believe iowa central has 10 qualifiers indian hills has 10 qualifiers iowa western uh has 10 nyack has nine um ellsworth with seven and iowa lakes with five um they're uh kind of leading the way and and you know, interestingly, uh, one of the names that really stands out for Iowa Central, Keaton Gertz, uh, who I believe started at uh, UNI, a former New Hampton uh, wrestler. Um, he was a national runner-up last year, district uh, uh, champion here uh, recently, and uh, he's kind of leading the way at 149, but that's certainly a name that we're familiar with. Right. And
1: uh, you mentioned Iowa Central being strong. They, they they sit with one number one seed and then three number two seeds. Keaton Gertz was number two. And I, uh, Rodriguez at 74 is number two. Um, Miller Johnston is uh, number two at 57. And then their number one seed is is at a he- heavyweight prior there. So they're looking strong there to, to do well. And the NIAC has, has two number one seeds. So NIAC, who on that 72 team that you mentioned, I bet you, I can tell you a person that was on it, a Cedar Rapids, Washington wrestler. Can you come up with that one off the top of your head? Um, I'll give you a hint. He's a very big, strong guy.
0: <laughs> very big, strong, Chuck Smith.
1: No, Joe Hatchett. I bet he was on that, Joe Hatchett. I think he was a national runner up at you. So- Oh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Anyway, uh, so uh NyAC has two number ones, that, that'd be Valdez at 97, and uh and then uh Christian Minto at uh 165. And then Indian Hills has a number one seed of their own, 184 uh, Pulliam is the number one seed there. So got some represent,
0: representation. Yeah, kind of kind of interesting that uh um Rodriguez of uh, Iowa Central. Uh, defending national champ is number two seed. Got second actually um, at uh, uh, at the district um, that they competed in in Centerville. Um, prior, the number one seed for Iowa Central at heavyweight that you mentioned as well, uh, a national finalist a year ago, uh, uh, along with uh, Gertz. Um, Nyack's Christian Minto, uh, you know, because of the COVID year and everything's kind of wampus as far as uh, eligibility and all that, uh, um, you know, Minto, uh, a rare three-time uh, <laughs> district champion, and actually he's been the OW all three years. So uh, something that uh, you don't see at uh, the JUCO level just because of the, the special situation uh, that we're facing, but, uh, Minto, uh, definitely, uh, uh, pretty, uh, cool accomplishment, uh, there. And then you mentioned, uh, uh, Pulliam, uh, him and, uh, Caleb Meekins, uh, Indian Hills is 133 pounder. Uh, they both won district titles and I think that was their second in a row for both of them. So, uh, this, uh, Tournament, uh, large field, very, very large field. It's going to be a tough one. Uh, you're definitely going to have to earn that, uh, get through those big brackets. And um, this will be uh, Friday and Saturday, again, at uh, uh, Council Bluffs. So you, if you're in the area, um, you would be able to check out some, some great wrestling. Because at the JUCO level, especially in Iowa, I think it kind of gets overlooked um, just how talented uh, the guys are, um, wrestling for those programs.
1: Right. And look like those brackets, you said, large brackets, look to me like they're 64 man brackets and, and full, like there's teams from all over that. I, I couldn't recognize <laughs> the names. <laughs> it, it, you know, it's, it, there's some, I'm guessing some pretty darn good wrestlers coming in. So, yeah.
0: So, well, I think that, uh, kind of encompasses a lot of, uh, What's going on on the college level, um, here uh, this week? And uh, any, any final uh, comments or, well, or yeah. words of wisdom?
1: Obviously, the competition going on this week is are the Big Ten, Big Twelve, all the all the Division One qualifying tournament uh, tournaments, and then and then your uh, your NAIA tournament and JUCO. So, a lot going on this weekend next. Next weekend, there's division two and three, and then followed by division one. So it's coming to an end, but it's going to be fun the next three weekends.
0: I'll, uh, I'll have some uh, preview preview items for the Big Ten and Big 12 tournaments coming up. Uh, one of them, look for a feature on Kyle Biscaglia of You and I, a former Waukee prep. Interestingly, a triple major. Wow. Triple major of Biology, biology, pre or biochemistry. So, biology, biochemistry, and religion. And talking to him, uh, his his mother was a nurse practitioner. He's always wanted to be a doctor and a physician to help people. And he took on, uh, because of the COVID year where you get the extra year, he took on the extra, uh, the third major in religion. Because he wanted to be able to understand uh, people's backgrounds and religious choices and how that plays into their well-being, and so he could relate to patients uh, and be uh, more understanding of of how that plays a part. So, uh, and of course, on top of that, or alongside of that, uh, he's won ten of his last eleven matches. His only loss. During that stretch was a five-one decision to Dayton Fix of Oklahoma State. Uh, Thirteen of his eighteen victories this year have been bonus point victories, so he's really, really come on this year. This will be his first opportunity to wrestle uh, in the postseason, so he's looking forward to his first Big Twelve tournament. So keep an eye on that on uh, thegazette.com. And then Alex Marinelli going for his fourth Big Ten title. Um, you know he mentioned you know that he understands that's kind of a big feat and he had a really cool analogy about this time of year you're fine-tuning things like a car to make sure you're ready to run and get ready for the the trip and and everything's running fine and asked him what kind of car he was if if he's gonna make that analogy and he he i think he hit it perfectly he's an eco diesel He, he he said it It's not like a Hemi where it just comes out right away, but it gradually grows, kind of gradually gets going. And then once it's uh, going full bore, it's hard to stop. And uh, I think that fits in perfectly. So uh, keep an eye out for those two uh, items at uh, thegazette.com. And, of course, I'll be heading to Lincoln, Nebraska, to cover the Big, Big Ten tournament there this weekend. So watch for our updates there as well.
1: But all I have to say is I was lucky to get through with one major, let alone three. Holy cow. Yeah,
0: I know. I told him, I told him I was a mass comm major. And that's why I do what I do with all those over my head. So <laughs> cool.
1: ne- neat stories. I'm anxious to read them.
0: Yeah. And of course, not only has he, uh, is he doing it, but he's doing it at a high level because he's been an academic all big 12 uh, uh, performer uh, the last three years, including this year. So, Kudos to him and look forward to that and look forward to you taking us out. And... All right, let's keep wrestling on the moon. Thanks for watching, everybody. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.